um, may I request everyone to stand up. Please stand. We'll read our um, scripture first. Um, please uh, turn our Bibles into uh, the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. So we'll, we'll read this responsibly, and then the last verse, we'll read it all together. Say amen. You're there? Okay, verse 1. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Verse 3. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Verse 5, Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple. Seven, Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Verse 9, And said unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Altogether, then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time again, Lord, that we are um, we gathered us here, Lord, to uh, read your word and to study your word. And Lord, we pray that you open our hearts and mind, prepare, prepare our hearts and mind, Lord, that uh, we can um, accept your word and give us wisdom, Lord, so we can understand what's your um, what's the message today, Lord. We pray this, Lord, in the name of our Lord, Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Okay, so um, our topic for today. So I was worried earlier, early this morning, because um, some of uh, the <laughs> my topic is uh, been. Uh, I thought that um, Matthew <laughs> stole my <laughs> my message, <laughs> but um, I think just uh, the God, our God, is just telling us that we need this message. So that's why these past few uh, preachers they've been tackling this passage, um, this topic. So um, our topic is about sin. I think this is a very complicated topic and it's very delicate to speak. And we're going to talk about how to overcome temptation and sin. So before that, before we go that, um, let us define sin first. So what is sin? So if we will define it by just simple words, uh, we, will say, we will just say um, sin is um, everything, um, every uh, wrong thing that we do and that's not acceptable unto God. But in the Bible, if you will turn our Bibles to the book of um, 1 John chapter 3, verse 4. So it says there, Whosoever committed sin transgresseth also the law, 
for sin is the transgression of the law. So what is sin? It is the transgression of the law. And what law is that? Law of God. It's going against the law. So that is sin. And let's uh, go to 1 John chapter 5, verse 17. First John chapter 5 verse 17 All unrighteousness is sin and there is a sin not unto death. So we'll just focus on the first part. All unrighteousness is sin. So if you're not righteous, you're doing sin. That's very clear. So if you're, you're not righteous, it means you're sinning. Because only you need to be righteous or you're in sin. There's only two parts for that. So it's only two sides. So righteousness and then you're in the part of sinning. And then all of us, of course, everyone knows all of us are, no one is righteous. Amen? Yep, is there anyone here who is, who is righteous? No. The Bible says, the Bible says in chapter uh, Romans chapter 3, verse 10 to 12, Romans 10, and it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. So, if you say, um, if you see, uh, say that uh, people are um, naturally good, that's not true. Right. No people is no no uh, people no person in this world that is good. Everyone is bad. <laughs> Everyone is not righteous. Yeah. So, but we're going to talk about how to overcome temptation and sin. So, as Christians, yes, we are saved, but do Christians sin? The answer is, unfortunately, yes. We are still prone to sin. Why is that? Because we are still in flesh. And because also, we also face temptation every day. And just need to clarify that being tempted is not... You're not sinning, okay? Remember, Jesus was tempted in this verse on on our um, on our um, on the verses that we read earlier. Jesus was tempted. That's the story of the temptation of Jesus in Matthew 4, 1 to eleven. So Jesus was tempted. First, he was tempted to turn the uh, stone to bread. So that's the first temptation. He was tempted by the devil to turn the uh, stone to bread and the second is the devil asked him to cast thyself down or simple uh, he asked the Lord Jesus Christ to jump and because he, uh, the angels will save him that's the second temptation and then the third is the, Lord, uh, the devil tempted Jesus the riches and glory of the world so um, we have different battles. So if you were here last Wednesday, I think that's the uh, message of Brother Adrian. So we have Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday. So we have different battles, different fights, and of course we have different temptations as Christians. Satan will not bother to tempt you if you're not saved. <laughs> so he will just uh, let you there, do your thing. You only focus on the Christians, on the saves, on the uh, people who are saved. 
So, being tempted is not a sin, but it will only become a sin if we give in into the temptation. Now that we have established that we as Christians can sometimes fall into sin, the question is, can we lose our salvation? No. Once you are truly saved, you are saved eternally. You can find that in um, John chapter 10, verses 10 to 20, 20, uh, chapter 10, verses 28 to 30. John chapter 10, verses 28 to 30. So Jesus is the one who is speaking in this uh, verse. Verse 28, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Then deny my Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Verse 30, I and my Father... I and my Father are one. So Jesus, um, God the Son, and then God the Father. So we are in their hands. And then we'll jump to, uh, we'll see the role of the Holy Spirit. So in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 to 14. So this is the, uh, the assurance that once you're saved, you are saved. This is our, the, the assurance of our salvation. So Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14. In whom he also trusted, after that he heard the word of the truth, of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. So now we are in the hands of God the Father and God the, God the Son. The next is we are sealed by the Holy Spirit. So, and the Holy Spirit of promise. So that's the promise. We are sealed. So no one can able to um, take us from God. Now that we know we have the assurance of our salvation, the next question is, what will happen if we sin even though we are already saved? What will happen? That's the question. Yes, we will not lose our salvation, but the answer is we will not lose our salvation, but our fellowship with the Lord may be broken or will be damaged if we continue in sinning. If we continue in sinning, we will become servants of sin instead of being servants of God. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, says there that no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the others. He cannot serve God and mammon. So we have two masters only, so God and the world, or sinning. So we need to choose which master do we serve. If we will choose God, we will be servants of God. If you have a master, you are a servant. You are called servant. So if you choose God as your master, you will be servant of God. And if you choose not to serve God, of course, you're choosing the other one, the other master, which is the world. So, um, and if we continue doing sin, doing the same sin, it will become, what do you call that? 
become a pet sin. Do you know pet sin is? The one that you do every time and you don't feel any guilt anymore because you're doing it every time. Because you always fall into that sin, that sin becomes part of your life. And becomes it because it becomes part of your part of you, it is now hard to remove it. Now we'll go to our main top, uh, main message. So that's only the introduction. And the question is, our title is how to overcome temptation and sin. So first, we're gonna tackle about temptation first. So first um, uh, point is of how to overcome temptation is number one, do not allow sinful thoughts to linger. Yeah. Um, let us turn our Bibles into Second Corinthians. 10 verse 5 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 <coughs> <coughs> Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5 Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringeth into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So uh, maybe uh, let's go back to verse 3 first. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Verse 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty, mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So before we sin, it will always start in our mind. We're not gonna yeah. do it right away. Yeah. We always think it first. Right. Now, it will always start in our mind, and before we do something, we'll think it about it first. So, when a sinful thought comes into our mind, immediately we need to ask ourselves, will this please my Heavenly Father? That's right. So if you think about sin, we are giving the devil the room in our heart. Yeah. So if you are thinking, uh, bad thoughts or evil things just um, just uh, immediately ask yourself um, is this will this glorify my father in heaven and second is we need to be aware of Satan's traps so if we need to if you want to overcome temptation we need to be aware of the of Satan's traps we can uh, Let's uh, go to Second Corinthians two eleven, chapter two verse eleven. <clears throat> Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So, yes, sir. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So, if you're not, if you are aware of Satan's traps course it will uh, the chance of you getting tempted or getting uh, falling into sin will be less so since Satan cannot touch God he seeks to destroy God's glory by attacking us we the sons of God because Satan cannot touch God he will seek to destroy God's glory by attacking us first Peter chapter 5 verse 8 be sober 
Be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So, the devil is always watching, just waiting for us. So, let's just uh, cite some uh, uh, Satan's trap. So, first is, Satan can use the world for us to be tempted, or use the world to tempt us. Or for us to uh, fall into sin. Right. But what, what they mean by um, Satan can use the world. So nowadays, the world is you know, normalizing wrong things. That's right. Before, it used to be immoral. Now, it's now normal. For example, right. being gay. Yep. Before, it, being gay is immoral. But now, it's now considered as a sickness. It's called now gender dysphoria. You know that? So now, it becomes normal. And since it becomes normal, it can be easily legalized. So before, um, being gay is not normal. So now it's normal. So if you're gay, now they consider it as normal. So of course, if gay people, um, they can do now um, same-sex marriage. It becomes normal now, same-sex marriage. I think here in this country, we have that. So now it becomes normal, and some of the countries has already legalized this same-sex marriage. And also, the world is teaching us you only live once. That's not true. So there's time after this. Right. After you die, there's judgment. Yep. Right. So we don't only live once. Don't believe that. And also, the famous one is follow your heart. The world says, oh, follow your heart that makes you happy, go on. Jeremiah chapter uh, 17, verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So the Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things. So why would you follow your heart? If you cannot trust your heart, why would you follow it? And also the world is teaching us that um, you need to love yourself. Well, in a sense, yes. But the Bible says in Matthew 16, verses 24 to 25, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So first, it says, follow your heart. Now, love yourself. But the Bible says, deny your, yourself and then follow Jesus Christ. So the world is already wrong. The world is teaching us wrong doctrines. And verse 25, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. The first is the world. Satan can use the world to um, tempt us or to lead us into temptation or to, um, for, us to be, um, for us to fall into sin. And the next is Satan can use you yourself and your good, good morals. You know that? Satan is not against good morals. You believe that? Because, no, uh, yes, of course, Satan is not against good morals because Satan is only against Jesus, not good morals. If your good morals can um, keep you away from Christ, Satan will be happy for that. Satan can use good morals some people think having good, good morals can take them to heaven. No. Our salvation is not based on our work. That's right. So, 
can see that in the Bible, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 10. For by grace ye are saved through faith, and not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So even good morals can be used by Satan. If that good morals can lead you to believing that um, oh, this, this work that I do can get me to heaven. I don't need Jesus Christ. I don't need God. I'm good. I don't, I don't need God. This is okay. Helping others, doing charity, this is good. This can lead me, this can get me to heaven. No. But the Bible says, right. no. Yeah. Only it is the gift of God. Yeah. We are saved by grace, through yeah. faith, and not of ourselves. Not of works, as any man should boast. That's why it's not by works, our salvation. It's not by works. Because people are... Mankind, very boastful. <laughs> oh, I did that. You see, if they did something, their name would be on, on that building. Uh, this is the name of the building because I did this. So, humans are very boastful. Next is, Satan can, can also use the Word of God. Do you believe that? That Satan can use yeah. the Scripture? Yeah. Yeah. If we will go back to our text uh, in Matthew chapter 4. Let me just drink Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. <clears throat> Satan used this scripture against Jesus Christ. The devil used the scripture to tempt Jesus. So the devil can also use the scripture to tempt us. Right. He can distort or twist yeah. the scripture so he can deceive us. And you now Satan has been successful in using the scripture for 6,000 years. Yeah. It's been... Satan has a lot of experience using the scripture. So if we don't study the scripture, there's a high chance of us getting deceived. That's right. So uh, the first, uh, let's go back to Matthew chapter 4 verse uh, 1 to 11. So when Jesus in the wilderness, the devil tempted him. So the tempter came to verse 3. When the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. And he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded of the mouth of God. So what's, what is the response of Jesus Christ when, he was, uh, when Satan used the scripture to tempt him? He used also the scripture to counterattack counter Satan. So if we want to be successful in overcoming our uh, temptation or the sins, we need to use the Bible. Yep. Remember the preaching of Brother Timothy? We need to be familiar with our Bible. Right, because yep. this is our weapon. Yep. Amen. This is our weapon and this is the only thing that can uh, help us to battle our sins, yep. battle our fights, yep. and for us to be victor over sins. Next is, uh, so, Verse 5, the devil taketh him up into the holy city and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. But what, what did Satan say says there? For it is written, 
he shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and their hands shall hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. So he says that it is written. So Satan very uh, he knows very well the scripture. He knows very well the scripture. Even though uh, if even if we will uh, use all of our minds here, we cannot beat Satan to the scripture. He's yeah. very intelligent. Yeah. He really knows the scripture. Yeah. Next is uh, um, verse 7. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. So Jesus again countered Satan using the scripture. Verse 8, Again, the devil taketh him up, into an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. So Satan used the world now. What I'm telling you earlier, Satan can use the world to tempt us. So Satan showed uh, uh, Jesus all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. He said there, says unto him, all these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. So Jesus answered, and saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only thou, him only shalt thou serve. So, Satan can use the world. Satan can use you or think yourself. And also he can use the scripture. Um, let's turn our Bibles into James chapter 4 verse 7. So if we know what we'll, uh, we need to do, if we'll use this picture, if we will read this picture, we can fight Satan. We can resist the devil. Yeah. James chapter 4 verse 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will free from you. So before we can resist the devil, we need to submit ourselves unto God. That's right. right. Yeah. I think was, uh, this is, uh, I think Matthew mentioned this a while ago. Is it you who mentioned this? Or is it Tim? I forgot who mentioned it. <laughs> so submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will free from you. So we can resist the devil. Amen? Amen. Amen. Right. Um, I think you're not, <laughs> you're not agreeing with me. <laughs> We can resist the devil. Amen? Amen. Okay. And the next one is, the next point is, do not associate with people or places that make it easy for you to sin. That's right. So for us to overcome temptation, let us not put ourselves to the places where we can, it will make it easy for us to sin. Amen. Or if we will associate ourselves to people who are doing sin, of course, it will be easy for us to sin. Amen. Romans chapter 13, verse 14. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the last thereof. So, we're feeding our flesh if, if we expose ourselves to those kind of things. Right. If we expose yeah. ourselves to people, to those people who are in sin, doing sin, and we can can see them doing sin and we're not making uh, any act of getting away from them so we are exposing ourselves we're feeding our flesh 
And by feeding our flesh, it will be easier for Satan for us to tempt. So those things that make it easy for us to do sin should be avoided. So there's a saying like nearness is likeness. So well, if you know things, if you can, uh, if you know that if you go to that place, you will uh, do sin. Just don't go to that place. Eh? Um, we have this. Uh, we have this song in the Philippines. I think, of course, not everyone here is from the Philippines. So I'll just translate it. So there's a popular song in the Philippines, Utok so layuan mo ako. So the translation is, he's asking the temptation to get away from him. So, Utok so layuan mo ako. And that's not the case. We need to flee from temptation. Yep. We're not, the temptation Amen. will not get away from us. Amen. Yep. Right. Yep. So in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22, it says there, flee also youthful lust. So it says there, flee. Right. Run yeah. away. Yes. Amen. But follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So the Bible is telling us, giving us warning to flee from these kind of things. Flee from youthful lust. And we have some examples in the Bible. You know Joseph, Joseph the dreamer? So the, the story of Joseph when um, still a servant of uh, Putipar. So uh, we can find that in Genesis chapter 39, verses 11 to 12. Genesis 39, 11 to 12. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business and there was none of the men of the house there within. And she caught him by his garment. So the verse here is talking about Potiphar's wife. She caught him by his garment saying, Lie with me. And what did Joseph do? He left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. So what did Joseph do? Instantly he just run, <laughs> just flee. You know? So that's what we need to do. If we're... Uh, the temptation is there. Oh, I need to back up. Go away. Go home. And then also, not just Joseph. Remember uh, the preaching of Brother Thomas? Remember Slot 5? Remember Slot? Do you remember Lot? The uh, nephew of David, uh, David of uh, Abraham. So in Genesis chapter 12, 13, verse 12. Genesis chapter 13, verse 12. And Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent towards Sodom. So before this, uh, so they were together, uh, Abraham and uh, Abram and Lot, and there's a strike between their herdsmen. So they decided to separate, and then so uh, Abram uh, asked Lot to choose which way uh, he would go. So. Um, Lot choose the uh, way going to Sodom. So before that, sister, he, he pitched and pitched his tent towards Sodom. So it's toward, still not in Sodom, just going into Sodom. So he, he pitched his tent towards into Sodom. And then if we fast forward to a uh, few chapters there, just jump a few chapters from this. 
We'll go to Genesis 19, verse 1. So this is the time that God already decided that He will destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. So the verse 1 says is, And there came two angels to Sodom at even, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. And Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. So before, he just pitched his tent toward Sodom. Now, he's in the gate of yep. Sodom. He's inside. Uh, yep. So before, he's just outside. Now, he's inside. And you know what, what happened to Lot? Because of, so he brought the two angels to his house. And of course, the, the people there in Sodom, they want to do something with those two angels. And what did uh, Lot uh, what did uh, what did Lot do? Instead of saying no, he offered his daughters because it's very uh, normal for him to see you know the immorality there. Just offered his daughters, so he just offered his daughters to the people, and then uh, because it becomes normal to him that he just allowed those people to do immoral things to his daughters. You see what will happen if you surround yourself to those kind of people? So yeah. If you, uh, yeah. if you uh, stay on those kind of places, yeah. it will corrupt you. Yes, right. That's right. So, it is easy to fall if you are on the edge of the cliff. Yeah. I think right. um, I heard this to Pastor. Yeah. Pastor um, Adrian. So it is easy to fall if you are on the edge of the cliff. Yeah, it's, that's true. If you're already on the edge of the cliff, if you're here, this is the cliff, it will be easy for you to fall. Yeah. But if you go away from the cliff, from the temptation, if you go here in the middle, it will be hard for you to fall. That's right. So, that's number three. Do not associate with people or places that make it easy for you to sin. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And now, um, what are the things we can do to help ourselves to have victory over our sins or to keep us from sinning? Now, we talk about the temptation. Now, we're going to talk about sin. And this is a, this is very uh, a del delicate topic. This is a very hard topic. So, the first one is, first point, the things we can do to help ourselves to have victory over sins is, of course, we must hide God's word in our heart. That's right. Yeah. Psalms 119, verse 9. Psalms 119, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word? And we'll jump to verse 11. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. So it says there we need to put the, uh, the scripture in our hearts. Right, right. Uh, memorization of scripture. Yeah. So we need to memorize the scripture. And also, in Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1. 
Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1. My son, forget not my law, but let thine, my, let thine heart keep my commandments. So, the first part, my son, forget not my law. Of course, if you don't memorize it, of course, we, we, will, can, we will easily forget the sure. word of the Lord, the yep. scripture. So we need to, that's why we're doing mem, uh, memory verse. Not memory gaps. <laughs> memory verse, okay? Amen. Best in memory verse. Not yep. Best in memory gap. So the word that have I hid in my heart, that I might that I might not sin against thee. So the first is we need to hide God's word in our heart Amen. for us to uh, for us to have victory over sins. Next is we need to be sanctified by the truth of God's word. John chapter seventeen verse seventeen. John 17, 17. Sanctify them through the truth. Thy word is truth. So we need to be. God's word will set us apart and strengthen us when we are tempted to sin. We need to be sanctified by the truth of the God's word. So yeah. We will know the truth if we read the Bible. Hey, right. will, Satan will easily deceive us if we don't know the truth. Because we yeah. don't know it. <laughs> be, it's like easy, easy money for Satan. Right. Because we don't know it. Yep. Next is, we must be filled with the Spirit of God. So the Holy Spirit provides, it's like a warning system or protection against sin. So in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess but be filled with the spirit so the first part be filled with the spirit that's capital s so it talks about the holy spirit so we need to be filled with the spirit of god yeah um there's a story of a good and a, a good dog and a, a mean dog or a bad dog so a converted indian once described to a missionary the battle between good and evil that went on with him so he says that I have two dogs within me the other one is the good dog and the other one is the evil dog or the mean dog they're always fighting he says so the mean dog wants me to do bad things and of course the good dog wants me to do good things so the, the missionary asks which dog wins who do you think wins the mean dog or the good dog the Indian, uh, the converted Indian replied, the one I feed the most. So if you feed the most, the, uh, it's like uh, if you feed the most the good dog, of course the good dog will win because he's strong. If you feed the mean dog, of course the mean dog will win. That's right. So if we will, it's like the same for us Christians. If we spend our time feeding our um, selfish desires, we will be too weak to find temptation. Yeah. It is only when we are filled with the Holy Spirit of God that we are less likely to act upon our temptation. Yeah. So, let us not feed the mean note. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Okay, next, keep our life open and clean before, the, before God. Amen. Next point, keep our life open and clean before God. So, we also need 
to ask the Lord to search our heart and show us those, those areas in our life that is pleasing. Yeah. Psalms chapter uh, 139, verses 23 to 24. Verse 23, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. So we need to, of course, ask the Lord to search our heart. So we will know what those areas in our life that displeases God, that preventing us to be used by God. That's David. So he asked the Lord, search me, O God, know my heart, try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. Okay, the last one. Confessing and forsaking our sins. I think this is the hard part. This is the hard the hardest. <laughs> you confessing and forsaking your sins. Our sins. In Proverbs chapter 28, verses 13. Proverbs 28, verse 13. He that covereth his sin shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. So Matthew talked about mercy earlier. We want the mercy of God. Of course, we need to do our part. We need to confess our sins yeah. to God. We need to forsake our sins, not just confess. Yeah. Because nice. sometimes we just confess, but we don't forsake it. Yeah. We'll just go back and doing it again. Yeah. Again and again. Right. So, confessing and forsaking our sins. First yeah. John chapter 1, verse 9. A very um, familiar verse. If we confess our sins, it's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So if we will just confess our sins, our God is faithful and just to forgive us. Yeah. He needs us first to confess it before He will forgive us. You know the story of um, David um, in Psalms chapter 51. So Psalm 51. This is the story of David. When prophet Nathan came unto him, and then um, was rebuked by uh, prophet Nathan. This is because of Bathsheba. You know Bathsheba? Pretty sure he's a very beautiful lady. <laughs> David fell into sin, fell into sin because of this. Uh, because of he commit adultery. So in Psalms 51, the prophet Nathan came unto David after he had gone into Bathsheba. So this is uh, David saying, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgression. Wash me truly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. What sin is that? Adultery. So David committed adultery. And then verse 3, For I acknowledge my transgression. So David is now acknowledging his sin. My sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. Thou, thou, 
that thou mightest, mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. So after we uh, confess our sins, we can ask the Lord to uh, clean our heart and renew the spirit within us. Cast me not away from my, thy presence, and take not the, thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold with me thy free spirit. So, what happens if we fall into sin, if we commit sin? We have the joy of our salvation. Sometimes, you know, uh, yeah. we, lose, yeah. we lose the joy of our salvation because we're deep into sin. We cannot see the, uh, what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Cannot, sometimes we forget the suffering of our Lord and Savior in the cross. So we lose the, the joy of our salvation. We we uh, we forget the mercy that God gave us. And I have a story again. So, <laughs> so I have a story, and this this story is um, this is a true to life story. So <laughs> it is the story of Chicken and the two brothers. So there are two brothers. Their name is um, Roby. And the other one is, I think, Arthur. So Roby is the old, uh, the youngest, and uh, Arthur is the, um, the oldest, the eldest. So one day, so Roby was playing with the chicken of his lolo. Our lolo is grandpa. So he's playing with the chicken with his lolo, with his grandpa, and then he accidentally killed the chicken. So <laughs> because they're still a kid, so he accidentally killed the chicken, and then so he was so afraid. And then he decided to just bury the chicken, so no one will notice, so no one will know. So he decided to bury the chicken because he was so afraid of this grandpa. But little did he know that Arthur witnessed him burying the chicken. So his uh, older brother witnessed him burying the chicken. So what happened is um, Arthur, uh, Arthur blackmailed Roby that I will tell Lolo, uh, Grandpa or Lolo that you killed his chicken if, but I will not tell Lolo if you will do all my chores. So that's his condition. I will not tell Lolo, I will not tell our Grandpa that you killed his chicken, but you need to do my house chores. So, so um, Roby agreed. So every time that uh, the older brother or Arthur has a chore, he will just do the sound of the chicken. So, he will just do that, and automatically, Romy will do the uh, chore because he knows that's the sign. Okay, so just the sign of the chicken, and then he will do it. So, automatically, the younger brother will volunteer to do his chores. So, a week later, the younger brother got tired. He got tired of the abuse that he's experiencing. So. He got tired of the abuse he was getting from his brother. So what did he do? 
he decided to confess to his um, grandpa. So their Lolo claimed that he knew all along. <laughs> he knew all along because of course you will notice if one of your chickens is missing. So he knew all along and he just wanted Rowie to um, confess and admit what he did. So and then the next day the older brother again has a chore. Arthur and he was doing the sound of the chicken again. Bark, 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 bark. And then so the, the younger brother heard this. Then he says, um, I will not do it. The Rowie said uh, said to his brother, oh, Rolo already knew that uh, I killed his chicken. So he doesn't need to uh, do his brother's chores anymore. So what is the moral of the story here? So the moral of the story is if we confess, if we just confess, we, will, uh, we can, uh, <laughs> we, will, we don't need to suffer. <laughs> don't need to suffer, we just need to confess. So if Rowie just confessed on the, the day that he accidentally killed the chicken, we will, don't need to do the chores of his uh, older brother. So that's the uh, moral, moral of the story there. We need to confess our sin so Satan can use it over and over again against yeah, yeah. us. So if you don't confess it, um, Satan will just use this one and just do the sound of the chicken and you will go back to your sin again. Yeah. And if we confess it, it will free us from the bondage of sin. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So Satan cannot use it, it against us and it will free us from the bondage of that sin. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. So it will just, the, the people of Israel, they will just um, humble themselves and pray and seek the Lord, and will turn from their wicked ways, and God will hear them. And will forgive their sins and not just forgive their sins he, he will heal their land because they're always suffering because of their stubbornness because of their uh, uh, they're always um, complaining murmuring so if they will just humble themselves and pray and seek the face of the Lord and of course turn their wicked ways The Lord God will hear them from heaven. Romans chapter 6 verses 11. Verse 6 verses 11 to 14. Romans chapter 6 verse 11. To 14, likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should be obey, that ye should obey it in the last thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God, as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Verse 14, For sin shall not have dominion over you, 
for ye are not under the law but under grace because we are saved we are already under the under the grace of God so sin shall not have dominion over over, over us the bible says that sin shall not have dominion over you so we should be we should uh, conquer sin we should not un be under sin At times, you know, we, make it, we might get encouraged because we always you know, battle and fall with the same temptations and sin over and over again. But we need to be, uh, uh, be confident because it says in the Bible, Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, Being confident of this very thing, that he which had begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. If we will just um, offer our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ, we will just humble ourselves the Lord already begun the good work in our life, and it will, it, uh, we will um, overcome our sins if we will just confess it. So we just need to be confident about this, that we can conquer sin by the help of our Lord and Jesus Christ, by the help of our Master, by the grace of God. We can conquer sin, we can, uh, we can be a victor over sin, by um, trusting the Lord. Jesus already gave us the victory. So, by His grace, we can um, overcome sins. We just need to decide. We just need to choose to be a servant of God or to be a servant of sin. We just need to choose because we cannot serve two masters, right? So we just need to decide if we want to continue in sinning or we want to... Uh, Grow in the Lord, or to be uh, to be uh, to be more like the Lord. Just like Joshua said, so in Joshua twenty four fifteen, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites. In whose land you dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So he asked the Israelites, "Choose you this day whom you ye will serve." And that's my um, that's my question today. That's my uh, I want us to uh, think about this. We need to choose whom we will be, we serve. Is it God or our sins? will be forever in bondage of sins or will be free and we will serve God. So choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served thee, served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites on this land you dwell. So we need to choose. And if we decide to choose that uh, Lord uh, I need to uh, I need your help I can't overcome this temptation, this sin, my sin. I can't overcome it by myself. Please help me, Lord, to overcome this. And because our sins has consequences. Yeah. And yeah. our sins, um, of course, the what you uh, sow is what you reap. And there's a verse in the Bible that it's very. Um, let me search it. Uh, it's in my notes. That uh, 
Because, of course, if we, uh, we committed sin in the past, we cannot undo that. And we cannot undo it. We cannot go back in time to do uh, to uh, to not do it again. So of course, we ca- there's a consequence about that. Uh, and I think this is like a prayer for me now because yes, uh, we committed sins in the past. Um, we 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 have like regrets in the past, and uh, this is um, one of my prayers now. It's found in Psalms 25 verse 7. This is one of my prayers now because um, I was not right with God in the past. And first, yeah, Psalms 25 verse 7. Remember not the sins of my youth nor my transgressions. According to thy mercy, remember thou me for thy goodness sake, O Lord. So, Amen. But the mercies of God, um, this is the prayer, my prayer. Um, Lord, remember, remember not the sins of my youth, because before, of course, um, we have some uh, skeletons in the closet that we cannot yeah. really undo. So we have some regrets in life, yeah. and this is my prayer. This is my personal prayer, actually. Remember Amen. not the sins of my youth, Lord, nor my transgressions. According to Thy mercy, remember Thou me for Thy goodness sake, O Lord. So we need to act now. So we don't Amen. have regrets later on. Yeah. And that's the um, the message for today and how to overcome Amen. sins and temptation. Let us pray. Amen. Our Father who is in heaven, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the message today. We thank you for the reminder again, Lord, that um, um, there's always a battle and we're always fighting this battle every day. There's temptation. There's Satan, Lord, who always um, tempts us. And Lord, give us strength, Lord. Give us wisdom on how to um, deal with these things, these kind of things. And Lord, we need your help. We cannot do this alone. Lord, we pray that um, help us, Lord, to uh, give us hunger, Lord, to search your word. So we will be more equipped to fight these battles. And Lord, uh, we ask you, Lord, to forgive us for our sins, Lord. And and we ask you, Lord, for your mercy. And we do not deserve uh, your forgiveness, but... Um, you uh, give us uh, Jesus Christ to die on the cross to save us and Lord we thank you for that and we are so grateful for that and Lord for this um, uh, night Lord um, we pray Lord that uh, you uh, protect us later when we go back to our um, homes and thank you Lord again and we commit everything to you Lord in Jesus name Amen Thank you Thank you, Carl, again. And the people say? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Carl, for the pleasure of